Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hey, Jackie Cation here. Welcome to the dark forest. It's November or December of 2022. Uh, you're about to listen to The Dork Forest. My name is Jackie Cation. The website's, of course, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you enjoy a determiner. Anyway, uh, November and December, I ask that you do not donate to The Dork Forest, that instead you donate to your local food bank, because uh, it's a nice holiday kind of wintery thing to do. And uh, if you don't know where your local food bank is, you can go to feedingamerica.org, or you can Google the words that are your town's name and the word food bank. Hey, sarcasm. Uh, JackieCation.com is where everything is linked. Like if you go to dorkforest.com, you can see all the notes and it'll link you to the YouTube videos for the Dork Forest and the and Apple podcasts and it's on Stitcher. It's on all the things. Anyway, so JackieCation.com will link you to everything. Dork Forest will link you back to JackieCation.com and to everything else. There is merch. If you have some sort of holiday wish to purchase a Dork Forest t-shirt, uh, the logo is now on a, a black shirt with the the logo in that bright green that the Ranger t-shirt used to be. Sold out of the Ranger shirts, discontinued. Uh, also, I have some stand-up shirts that are squish t-shirts. If you wanted uh, a meat shield t-shirt, I have limited sizes left, but that's still a benefit for uh, to help uh, immigrants and uh, anti-racism stuff. So if you want, go look around JackieCation.com store for your your store needs. I also have a new album out that's playing almost nowhere. That's right, because of legal issues uh, with something called Spoken Giants. Very disappointing. Uh, so the special itself is on YouTube on the 800 Pound Gorilla YouTube channel, uh, linkable off of JackieCation.com. You can also get a DVD or a CD at JackieCation.com. The, the CD itself is listenable at places where you can buy it. So at Apple iPod, iTunes and at Amazon Music that you could also stream it there. If you buy it, I make more money. Uh, but if you want to stream it, do whatever you want. But it's not on Pandora. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Sirius XM. <sighs> and neither are my four other albums. But uh, do whatever you want uh, because uh, it's your life. There we go. What else is happening? I'm touring. I'm doing a lot of stand up on the road. Feel free to come. Feel free. Um, to sign up for the email list at JackieCation.com. Harder to get on because you got to find how you how you put it in to then to get off, which is you scroll and hit unsubscribe. But uh, all of these things are available on JackieCation.com. I'm coming to do stand-up probably near you. If not near you, near someone you love. Tell them. Anyway, let's dork out about something. Let's get into the show. Hey, uh, Jackie Cation, I'm in my garage. That's right. And with me, Friend of the show, I believe you've been on before, but I can't even remember if you've been on. Mm -hmm. It's such a, it's such a, anyway, Matt Bronger, welcome to the program. Thanks <laughs> for having me, Jackie. I'm well. Yeah, I was on, I did, um, I did strange covers of songs. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a musical one, which means that I blocked it. Someone just asked me if they could talk about Bjork. And I was like, is that an artist or a musician? <laughs> And uh, so I'm about to find out. I'm pretty sure it is possibly both. Bjork is probably, didn't Bjork dress as a swan? Yes. Yes. Bjork was in uh, a group. Oh, God. Were they called the ice? Oh, God. The ice cubes? No. Something. Turns out not your dorkdom. They were. Not, you not, don't no, have to. <laughs> I, know, I know her solo stuff, but I was trying to name the band from Iceland that she's from. But oh, someone's listening and they're Iceland. screaming at me. But it, yeah, I, I, know the, yeah. I know a lot of her solo stuff and she's great. But yeah, and people can look forward to me not knowing any of that. But sure. Repeatedly saying things like I've been to Iceland <laughs> anyway. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be fun for uh, at least me. Mm -hmm. Matt Bronger, yours. It is. We're still in mid-October here. This isn't going to go up, I think, until the second week of November. Sure. But people like horror all year long. Yeah. And I made you pick. Mm -hmm. uh, you like horror. So I was like, pick different genres for me. Yep. And uh, and so you did. So. What do you want to start with? 
You want a movie? You want a novella? You want a... <laughs> you know, a- anything. I, I just kind of, uh, uh, you know, said horror and then you were like, can you give me five things? Which I was like, great. That's so much better than the whole, you know... Yeah, it, it's it, too I, big. You know, uh, uh, form of art. I won't even... You can call it a genre, but it's kind of... One thing I've been kind of... My mother's a, a, a English teacher and, you know, a big lover of different kinds of art. She doesn't really like scary stuff, but I was pointing out different stuff that like you could look at that as horror, too. And, and she was kind of like liking that. So it's it's a it's a wider, you know, uh, sphere than people think it is. So, yeah. So you narrowing it down to five things I really dug. So yeah, just yeah. throw a dart, whichever one you want to start with. We can start with. All right. Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. Yes, that's my... F- what is that? Probably favorite new horror novel uh, that is... Stephen Graham Jones is a, uh, a Native American horror writer. He just had a book called My Heart is a Chainsaw that's really great. That kind of... he He's he's one of those guys who will just take a form of horror and be like, I want to make mine. And so okay. My Heart is a Chainsaw is like his final girl thing where there's okay. a... That, it, that, I now know what a final girl is. There you go. There's always some some girl who lives. Yep. Yep. Girl, okay, yeah. yeah. So he, my heart is a as a chainsaw is his final is a novel is a. It's his it's newest. Like, yeah. And it, it's so. It, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So he is a novelist, mm-hmm. and he and he has written. He writes mostly genre, but he sort of picks within that genre. Yeah. It, and, and and almost so not, far. I won't say pulpy, but kind of the ones that were kind of formed in the eighties, you know, like the slasher okay. and, um, you know, the, 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 the thing that won't die or the, you know, your final girl, <laughs> uh, my heart is a chainsaw. That's a different book, but it's, it's kind of this, uh, that that's where he took his kind of like, let's say Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, under the guise of, of, uh, like there's a whole, overweening thing of like overdevelopment of of oh, yeah. of uh environmental areas by rich people that just want to get away um so yes. so the thing but i chose um he's a really good writer but he's also one of those guys i was in a bookstore today and i was thinking about how reading his stuff i almost get a headache kind of just paying attention to all the different things because he writes like a demon um, okay. But it's kind of it's like dense. I, I think it's 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 dense, but it's just it's also a little bit like wildly intricate, if that makes any sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So only good Indians is a really crazy idea where it's basically a a bunch of guys, uh, Native American guys who are hunting, and they come up they come across this uh, group of basically what would be defined as sacred white deer, and they just. Where they're they're they've been drinking and they're kind of like well, you know screw it and they shoot him and you're not supposed Ooh. to and so no no yes. well, there's only like nine and and, and so yeah. yeah so this spirit the the which is in the book known as like the deer headed woman which is this pregnant uh you know cow the new vernacular of a uh, deer sure. um yep. comes back and picks them off one by one and he's like he's like this is my Jason. Is how he put it in the book. Okay. Yeah. And it's this really, really dark, ruthless uh, character that comes and and kills them. It's one of those things where, like, you wouldn't... It's hard hard to root for the hunters. It is. It's hard, but they're also really multifaceted, and there's a lot of different... You know, they also have families, and they're getting killed. So it's it's really... It's an interesting book where you're not... You know, it's not as simple as a bunch of campers getting killed because they're all get, doing drugs and having sex. Uh, right, you know. and, it, and it doesn't have this Native American hero thing in it. He's no. just taking something from his own culture yes. and going, well, bad life choices are made. Exactly, and, exactly. And then there are consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, especially in a horror genre. I mean, horror genre to me, from what I – I have talked more about horror genre and learned that there seems to be – it, like the B-plot is often – consequences mm-hmm. you're just yeah. like yeah. do not what are you doing oh yeah Don't do that exactly so much of it is a morality play you know it's right. like right. like every tales from the crypt is a morality play you know where it's right. like I look. I just go. I don't care. I just want to get rich. I don't care what happens to anyone. Oh no! You know, <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's always so. It's, it's fun. You know, uh, uh, there's this. There's this uh, great. Uh, I'll just toss this off of this this uh, movie I just saw called Deadstream that's a no budget 
movie about a, a, a YouTube personality who's just kind of gotten disgraced because he was racist or something. And you find out later what it was. But he's one of those guys who just films himself doing stuff and getting in people's ways. He decides yeah. to lock himself into a haunted house and things go terribly wrong. You know, live <laughs> while people are, are writing at him. And what is that real? You know, and I yeah. remember I only bring this up to say from the starting, I was like, oh, this is fun. I don't care what happens to this guy. <laughs> That's it. That's so, <laughs> this guy's a douche. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've re I've reclaimed that word by the way. I've taken it back. It, you should, I'm it. A, yeah, because it's it really sums up. Um, it's so so bad. anyway, the uh, yeah. So that sounds now. How many books has this guy written? God, I want to say like five or six. Uh, okay. He he uh, he's got. It's one of those things. I've looked at other ones and gone, oh, I want to read that, but I'm just like, Oof. like reading his books is right. always such an undertaking. But it's it's always worth it. But right. um, I remember with the my heart is a chainsaw. I was like, how how much? Uh, is, I was reading on a Kindle. I'm like, this is oh, probably gosh. almost over, right? And I was only two thirds through, and I was like, oh my god, you know, there must be some <laughs> other twist, and there was. But I was like, right. it's a lot. But he's that is he's great, and uh, the way that book was was pulled off, uh, I, I it 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 it's one of those ideas that I always think of writing is so daunting. And how do you stay with this idea? And that's why people write about stuff they've lived. But just to yeah. be like, oh yeah, just this uh, ancient spirit is becoming a, a a monster to kill off these guys one by one, and no one believes it's happening. And you know, it's like that. Right. I, I would I would probably like page twenty. I'd be like, I can't keep writing this. This is insane. Right, a right. Deer-headed woman? It, what? <laughs> yes, but you know, I worked at this hippie uh, t-shirt shop in the '90s, and we had uh, there was a lot of co-opting of Native American culture yeah. for about two years. Mm -hmm. It was the Dreamcatcher years, is what yes. I like to call them. Yeah, and uh, we had a t-shirt with the white the white deer on it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and I remember someone going, "Who?" Is this, is this a charity shirt? Is this going to Native American education? Because it's in Minneapolis, right? Which yeah, is yeah, the course, largest uh, Native American population of the country. Right. Urban. And um, no, no, it was not. It, yeah. uh, I believe uh, Scott Kramer bought his uh, summer home. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, it's, I, I will say Stephen Graham Jones is one of those guys who, if you watch the show, like uh, Reser Reservation Dogs, it's very much okay. like that, where it's, it's very modern. It's very like. Oh, I'll take thing from the old ways, but you're reading it. It's a very modern book. If, if, yeah, if he's just a, he's just a good American guy yeah, yeah. who happens to be of native American ancestry mm -hmm. and he can, he can take like, like whatever you, he, he wants. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. you could write a, you could write a book about how the tall are sometimes super evil. <laughs> yeah, Matt, for sure. Matt, Matt Bronger, by the way, it, it is it at Matt Bronger on everything? Uh, no, just at Bronger. Like, Matt like, Bronger, at Bronger like Matt Bronger. Yeah. Okay. And it's B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R. -E I never told anybody. You have a new album. You have a new comedy special. I do. You have all the things. Things are happening. <laughs> Matt Bronger's a great stand-up comic, you guys. Thank you. Go find him. So it's, um, and it's called Doug. You've named it Doug. I've named it Doug. I named it after a terrible. Like, I, yeah. I, I named it after a, a terrible guy I met named Doug on vacation with my wife. Uh, and it's, <laughs> that, it, that's the last story in the special and it has kind of a twist ending regarding yeah. him. Uh, sure. so, uh, stick around, wait for it as the kids say, uh, as but the kids say. it's just about all the stuff I've been through in the last couple of years and, and culminating in the story of a guy who my fondest wish is to never be him. You know, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I think us men, we definitely need good examples, but don't forget bad ones. We need some guys, <laughs> you know. Right. And look, it, look at that flag. That guy's yeah, flying his flag. Yeah. You could avoid that. You could avoid that entire structure. And plenty of money has everything, has wife, has kids. But, uh, you know, just very, very uh, uh, self-centered, self uh, always wasted uh, and um, didn't like the fact that he even had kids. So that was... Oh, yeah. oh, see, so there's that guy. Right. And then there's the guy, there's, there's normal people, mm -hmm. right? Who, who perfectly nice, straight white guys of the world sure. who, uh, have lives and they're perfectly decent human beings. Yeah. <laughs> there are the guys that are dirt bags right. or horrible. And then they have children and they change, Matt. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I have a daughter. Now I have a daughter. Oh, I have, and you're I like, have a bit. I have like a bit about that in my that I've been chilling around. Oh yeah, uh, Where I, yeah. I, I say I say in my act now. Um, I, I have a I have a daughter now, so I I I finally understand that women have rights and feelings. 
Because it, it, it's just all, all, right. every, oh. every white right wing senator, when you call him on some bill where he's just like, I just think rape's okay in an alley. And they're like, <laughs> hey, what, why don't you care about women? He's like, how dare you? I have two daughters. That's, that's like that's throwing a, you know, ace of yeah. spades down. In exactly. A game. And, and I just I just I, found out that women were people yeah. when I had a daughter. Yeah. And yeah. so like, yeah. well, how'd you feel before you made two of them? He's like, well, I ran them <laughs> down in the street. I would kill them. outright. <laughs> Get them with the door. Get them with the it door. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then there's uh, and then there's that guy, Doug, mm-hmm. who yep. clearly didn't want any part of any of it, but uh, for some reason his dad was really mean to him and said, if you get somebody pregnant, you have to be unhappily married to them for decades. Yeah, Doug and his wife were very angry that they had kids and and, and uh, kind of seemed like their uh, whole MO on vacation was to just get as, as hammered as, as possible and just be bitch about having, about their terrible, terrible kids. And so, yeah. That's, so, that's great that they're... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, you guys, it's everywhere now because because when this comes out, it'll be November. Yep. So Dougal, the the album's out there. The even, but actually, it'll be the first of uh, December that on on the eight hundred pound uh, gorilla YouTube channel. Hmm. That's where the special will be for everybody to see, and it'll be very exciting. Yes. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. All right. So that is uh Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing author. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of cool. Here's a classic horror movie I've never seen. An American Werewolf in London. Oh, you've never seen it? Wow. No, can't do it. I understand it's scary. Well, it's it, werewolf. It's scary but it's also hilarious. Uh Is it? Yeah, John Landis made it and he made it uh Oh. Uh I believe before God, was it was it after it might have been I'm going to butcher it, but I think he might have made it after Blues Brothers and he could do anything he wanted. And he always wanted to make a classic werewolf movie for some reason. And uh, he basically, uh, you know, put his own kind of, you know, uh, uh, irreverent sense of humor into it. So, yeah, you know, this guy gets bit on. He's backpacking through uh, England with his friend and they are told to stay off the moors. And of course, they walk on the moors. And they get attacked by a werewolf and right. the, his friend gets, you know, killed and he basically gets, he gets, uh, 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 take, taken to a hospital and, and next full moon he turns, you know, he's, he, and his, his, uh, best friend keeps appearing his best friend who, oh God, I'm the actor escapes me, but he was in after hours, that classic, uh, Scorsese movie. Um, right. and, uh, a lot of other stuff. He, shows up as this sardonic ghost who's telling him, look, you got to kill yourself, man, because you're going to murder people. <laughs> and it's got all these, it's got incredibly scary parts, but it's also like, uh, it's, it's, it's just incredibly funny in parts. And it's, so it's the all, it's one of the only movies I've seen that really balances that really well. 1981. Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, David Kessler and Jack Goodman arrive in North. I don't know why I'm reading this. Absolutely. Everyone else has seen it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, it's free on Amazon. If you have Amazon prime yeah. and I do, uh, maybe I'll watch that on Halloween. That'll yeah. be good. Watch it with your, with your uh, husband. And, uh, and, and I think you're really up on it. It has parts that are very scary, but okay. it's not one of those things where, uh, uh, Oh, a werewolf is eating this person while I watch. It's well, kind of like, quite- what I like to watch on Halloween is actually um, those Abbott and Costello monster movies. Oh, so good! So they're good. so good, and and a couple of those are kind of scary. Yeah. So uh, that so, uh, but but if it's supposed to also be funny, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yes. Uh, so okay, yeah. and so a ghost shows up and keeps telling him to kill himself. And the more he's gonna the more people. people he kills as a werewolf, uh, the ghosts keep coming to him. And like oh, a, all of them, yeah, and and they and they keep going. Hey, man, like they're hanging out with him, and he can't get away. And like there's like a lot of the kills when he's a werewolf, you kind of see the werewolf going towards like let's say, uh, like there's a there's a this really cute British couple in a nice yep. uh, uh, town home, and they they're having a cocktail, and they hear something, and the woman opens the door, and she's like, "Hello," and you just hear <laughs> you just you just hear, rip, 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 rip. and then it just turns, you just go somewhere else. Next time you see them, they're both eviscerated sitting next to him. And the guy's yeah. friend, who's slowly rotting, by the way, the more yeah. he's around him, is like, well, 
you know the Taylors, you killed them or whatever. And, and the woman just goes, hello. Like they're, even though he's killed them, they're so polite. You know? Oh my God. That is, so he's trapped in London. Yeah. Does he need a visa? That's interesting. Yeah, he uh, is. He's what? living with a, a nurse who took him home from the hospital who he's in love with. And so, okay. and he just wants, it's this thing of, I, I think I'm going crazy. You know, I don't know what's uh, wrong with me. Uh, uh, he thinks it's all kind of happening in a dream. Right. Uh, and that he's experiencing trauma and kind of seeing his friend in his mind. Okay. But as, you know, he sees like a newspaper and it's like body found or whatever. And, and uh, right, right. Yeah, he, it, is, it just keeps happening. And it also has, it's all practical special effects, mm-hmm. which yep. uh, it, there's a scene where he, the first time he turns into a werewolf, uh, John Lannis was like, I thought about it, and it occurred to me that turning into a werewolf is probably incredibly painful. And so right. it's this kind of, like, I'm not a big, what you call, body horror person. I'm not a big okay. fan of it. Um, um, Eliza Skinner had a great point when, she, when, when we were talking once, where she's like, all, women love body horror because a woman's life is body horror. Everything, <laughs> pregnancy, menstruation, you know, all that. Right, right. Uh, it just keeps it just keeps happening. Hot flashes. Yes, exactly. Right. There's so, no end to it. Yes, and so uh, you know, it, and it, with body horror, it's like something's going wrong inside me. His, you, you watch him change into a giant wolf, and you see the hair come out, and the bones are stretching. And I'm, I remember as a kid, I found it so disturbing, but now I watch it and I'm just like, this is just fascinating in terms of how they did this. I you know? wonder if he, if he was one of the first people to do that. Cause the mm-hmm. werewolf movies I've seen before that, right. they'll just, it's, it's growling, growling, growling shadow and then werewolf. Yeah. Right. And he, he's still pretty humanoid. Whereas right. the, and the, it's not a lot of screaming like my no. bones are breaking. No, he's not you a know, guy like like losing his mind as his face extends into a, like a wolf's face <laughs> or a head. I should Which say. Would. Yeah, I would hurt yeah. so bad. Your bones are coming out. Yeah, and so I wonder if John Landis actually was the was the first to do that. I don't know. It but, came um, out around the same time as the Howling, and the Howling had a similar thing, but it wasn't. It just looked more like the person was like, I'm changing. Look at me. Whereas with yeah. American Werewolf, he's just like, this hurts so bad. You know, like, make it stop. <laughs> I am in make serious, it stop. serious amount of pain. Exactly. That is hilarious. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, that's, uh, again, another morality play where you're just like, if so, if you turn into a monster, you should probably take yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. You know, I will say the, the great thing about all, all the classic monsters is that they're all kind of they're all based on um, primal fears where like the werewolf is, is addiction. What did I do last night? Can you tell me what I did? You know, specifically, specifically alcoholism. Um, Frankenstein is why doesn't mom love me? You know, okay. I love you. I I need love. His parents don't love him. I never asked to be alive. Why don't you love me? Get away from me. You're a monster. You're a mistake. Mm -hmm. Help. You know, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, I've always said uh, vampire, like Dracula, is kind of um, fear of fear of dying, fear of getting old, which is why oh. vampire like, Dracula is always like just dressed to the nines and look at You're me, just tricked out yeah. and immortal, and yeah. everyone's like, "You're still creepy. Go away, yeah. old guy." <laughs> um, and I think uh, the mummy is just uh, you know the the thing of of get out of my house. Like, why are you here? This is, oh, you know, right, right. That's, and like that, a, that's a morality play. It's like, why did you go in that tomb? That's not yours. That's someone else's right. grave. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, want to yeah, take shit. Chris. He's going to kill yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's. He was buried with his stuff on purpose. Exactly. He, yeah. He it's wanted to keep it. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to have it. You, you just, again, <laughs> to your point, mor- these are all moralities. These are all, you know, you want to steal from the mummy. Uh, you don't love your kid, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so fascinating to me. Um, cool. Well, what is what's the what's the story of X? X is, is my X? favorite modern horror of the past couple years, which is a, a, a guy named Ty West made, and it's it's about uh, a group of people in the seventies who decide to rent uh, a strip club owner and a couple of the dancers. And a, a a guy, a Vietnam vet, and a, a couple young uh, fi- filmmakers uh, in in training from the local college decide to rent a uh, a little house on a farm and make a porno. And while they're okay. while they're there, 
uh, terrible things start happening to them. And um, that I don't want to give too much away, but I will. The thing, right, right, because it was last year yeah, or this year, yeah. actually. It says uh, Exodus 2022. And I heard, so. it, I heard it was great. I didn't love the idea, but I watched it and I, I thought two things. I was like, wow, that was awesome. And also, I liked and or related to everyone in that movie. And oh, really? Including the killer. Uh, right. And, and, and <laughs> even including the, the you'd think the guy who owned the strip club, who's just like, let's just make a porno. It doesn't matter. We're going to yeah. make you all stars. He even didn't. He it felt like he was doing it for the right reasons. You have right. uh, Kid Cudi, who played the Vietnam vet, who's like the stud of the porn. And then um, you have these two women, one who's kind of like, uh, hey, I don't care. I'm a bad girl kind of stripper. Mm-hmm. And then a, okay. gr- a girl who's like, I just want to be a star. And then, um, you know, you have the young the young couple who are dating, uh, who are who are filming everything. And they con- it's it gets into a lot of fears, not only of um, becoming uh, of, of, of being irrelevant or how do you make your voice heard, but also um, of getting old. And getting, uh, uh, oh, you know, like there's just that brief shining moment where you better capture it on film or you're completely irrelevant. Yes. And that's how they look at it. But then you have Mm -hmm. this, this killer who's dealing with it on an entirely different level and you have, oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of uh, like if you, if you draw way back, it's, it's about kind of the, the fear of just, of just never being noticed of being, of having a, a forgotten life. Uh, Okay. And also fear, a fear of getting killed badly too. It definitely has echoes <laughs> of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre a little bit kind of thing. Not not because of someone gets killed in a chainsaw. They don't. But right. I just I remember walking out of that. I saw it in a movie theater and I was just like, that was just a good movie. You know, it right. wasn't just right. like like I, character I, studies yes. of all these different kind of yeah. people. Yeah, and, and it, not a not an ounce of fat in the script. Like oh, that's everything amazing. everything worked. So yeah, that's why that's why I say it's my favorite modern one. Yeah, current, current, <laughs> current. Thank of, you. Yes. yes. Yes, I like it because that is. Um, I've never heard of any of these people, but that isn't a sign of anything. <laughs> Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, Owen Campbell, Stephen Ure, and Scott Muscuti. Mm. Muscuti. And here's the thing: all of those people, I have Wikipedia pages yep. except for Stephen Ure. Okay. Who's just like, yeah, I'm not even that famous. That's fine. Uh, I don't even yeah. get a, so, uh, fair enough. So whatever. Right. Okay. Short stories. Uh, Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Jackson. The lottery. The lottery. It is Jackson. Okay. It's Jackson. Sorry. If I'm a, if I put Jackson, uh, Jackson, that's my bad. Typo. Uh, yeah. typo. Yes. Um, I had a, I, I, I love short horror stories and I kind of picked the one that everyone gets in school, but I, did because be, because it's so universal and because it's so um uh the turn is so horrifying and 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 twilight zone ish one of the okay. biggest uh compliments i give anything um horror related or short story related uh or even sci-fi related is man that felt like a twilight zone i remember i, I said that too oh. uh to when when get out came out i uh i I DM'd uh, Jordan Peele. I was like, that was like a feature link Twilight Zone, man. And he was like, that's what I was going for. Oh, uh, good. You know, because it, it, it is. It, it's it's this kind of, you don't know what's really going on. It's But it's, it's, a, it's a, a larger metaphor. And uh, the lottery is, you know. It's kind like of, the purge, sort of. Yes. Or like. Like it's been ripped off a, a fair amount, oh, yeah, I think. Uh, or, yeah. You know, uh, the Wicker Man, um, Midsommar, where. They don't see it as being bad. It's just something they have to do. And that's almost that's almost scarier where it's like I, you're going to die and you're like don't kill me and everyone's like but this is the ritual. Right. You know? Right, right. They like, did what? a Star Trek it's, episode about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot which one that it was. was. It, essentially it was a it was a planet that had had a war for so long that they had automated it. And yeah. so the AI told them who died and just picked people randomly yep. from whatever the city that they, and the people just lined up to die. Yep. And they yep. were like, well, this is, and, and, uh, I think it was old Star Trek. It was the uh, original Star Trek. And they were like, 
no, you're going to really bomb each other. And then wow. you might really have uh, peace at the end of it. And it was such a weird message. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how messed up are we as a as a type of, of, of organism? Species, you know? yeah. Yeah, as a species. Oh, that yeah. We have to, we have to, there must be a sacrifice. There just right. has to be, you know? And right, right. I, I remember, re- first time I read that story as a kid, I remember the part where the little the little child picks up the handful of gravel. Like everybody's okay. throwing rocks at this woman and yeah. even the children are like, I'm joining in because my mom's yeah. doing it. I was like, that just scared the shit out of me because I'm like, this is entirely believable. You Here's know? a weird story that I just, uh, that somebody pointed out, I wish I could remember who, is that all the people that are still alive who survived the Holocaust in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, they were tiny children. When they were in Auschwitz yeah. and all of the different places. So their stories of of when they were taken away, of when they were turned on, were the kids at school. Oh, my God. Their neighbors. Oh. The neighbor kids turning on them. And oh. they were like, so their memories are not the memories of the, of the adults who have since passed away. Right. Who were like, well, the police came and we didn't know what to do. Or uh, I went to work and my boss was like, you're fired, you're Jewish. Yeah. And in this case, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. Me too. Because it's like, it's Me too. children. Oh, my God. I, murdering other. I, you know, yeah. it's like I, I was at the beach with my daughter and these like older kids would not let her play with their stuff. And she got really sad. And it. Yeah. Sh- it broke my, I'm way too sensitive. I, I broke <laughs> my heart. But I picked her up and carried yeah. away and we went and got ice cream and had fun. And. Everyone is the thing is kids are honestly way nicer than I thought they would be. Like yeah. older kids like yeah. at her daycare love her and you know they they all look out for each other and it's so sweet. Um It's, ama- it's amazing. Yeah. You to imagine, to imagine a little you know child of less than 5 being ostracized by other kids because their parents are like that isn't a person. I mean that yeah. thought holy shit. It just Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. horror movie. Yes, it and is. Then, oh my god! Yeah. Wow. And it, yeah, the other weird thing, and just this is one of the reasons I don't read horror or watch it is because sure. I see, I can kind of see it. So it's like every twenty-seven-year-old, not every twenty-seven-year-old, but several twenty-seven-year-olds have said to me, Jackie Cation, recently, okay. that they were going through trauma therapy. Wow. And I was like, hmm. what? What is happening? Uh, what was so traumatic about your your babyhood, and uh, and here's what's traumatic. It I did some math, and easily 27 years ago, 24 hour news cycle was invented. Oh yeah, you're right. So they were raised with they were raised in an anxiety bubble. Yep. And absolutely every horrible thing that's happening all around the world. Because I was raised fucking Pony Express. Right. Same. Two, two weeks late with a lot of analysis. That's yeah. how I like my news. That's oh uh, my god. I, I can't yes. fix Ukraine. I'm willing to throw a hundred dollars at something. Sure. But um, but if I'm getting instant, you know, film like footage of horrible horribleness. Yeah. And I'm four years old, and my parents are, you know, they watch the news because they're responsible adults, and the four year old is watching the news, and and it's no. even the Weather Channel. Nope. <laughs> no, no, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's entirely uh, uh, too much. Plausible, yeah, yeah it's and, plausible that yeah. they all have trauma. Exactly. Why? I mean, why wouldn't they? That 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 yeah, I hundred hundred percent believe in that. To me, the best thing about horror, at least for me, is is the the catharsis of finding something that could be an analogy, but isn't exactly what you know. Definitely, oh, there you go. definitely the horror, the the the, the Holocaust is one of the ultimate horrors in a somewhat recent history, uh, like without a doubt, I would rather watch a thing where it's about the Nazis obsession with the occult and the Jewish, the Jewish scientists who fought them. And, uh, you know, like that, that, that's the kind of thing that I, I, I much more enjoy. There's a great movie called the vigil. That's about, uh, uh, a guy who's an ex, uh, Orthodox Jewish man who, has kind of left the faith, but has more left uh, uh, the, the 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 ritual. And he okay. asked to do a vigil. What, uh, what a, a traditional vigil is, You someone has to sit up with the body all night. Right, right. And so he gets paid to sit up with the body. He doesn't realize that this body has a, a what's what's called a dibbic, 
attached to it, which is a demon, which is a Jewish demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this Jewish demon's power is it draws on sadness. And so it's been oh. thriving a long time since you know when. <laughs> yeah, and it's and he basically it's, he has to yeah. throw off not only the shackles of um what he what he sees as the negative part of his faith and and the ostracization ostracization he receives as a openly Jewish man, but also yeah. um to say, you know, you you know, fuck you. I I you you can I have enough to feel sad about. You don't get to make me feel sad. So it's kind of like I always say Everybody wants life to be Star Wars. If there's only yeah. like a Death Star, we blow up and all the bad stuff goes away. If there's only like uh, you kill the main vampire, all the other people turn in vampires turn back. You know that yep. that that portion. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like like Hemingway said, isn't it pretty to think so? Yeah, well, I like. Isn't it pretty to think so? Sometimes it I is like pretty to watch to things so. like that. Yeah. As I as my brother Phil once told me, and I've co opted it. I like my Nazis buffoonish. Yeah. I, yeah, I do not for the love of God, I do not want to see a competent Nazi. No. This is this is terrifying yeah. and 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 I will say this about Star Wars. I went to Disneyland and I went to the Rise of the Rise of uh, the Rebellion. Uh-huh. Ride or Rise of the Empire, I forget what it's called. And um it's the greatest ride I've ever been on. Once you get on the ride, the first 5 4 or 5 minutes they separate you into it's like an ice detention center. Whoa. It is incredibly unnerving. Wow. And so they, they make you stand on different colors, and all they're doing is separating you into into, you know, you're gonna go in that sure. ride car, you're gonna go in that ride car. But it's the only cast members at Disneyland who get to be slightly mean. Oh, sure. Because, because you've been captured by the Empire. Yeah. And so they're like, and they, and they literally say to little kids, "What's what color are you standing on? Mm-hmm. What color are you standing on?" Right. And you're like, "No, no, no! Just give me the ride." Ooh, and, uh, wow, that's brutal. Go lay down. Uh, pardon me, I'll yell at my dog. It's okay. Hello. Go yell. Go lay down. Okay. So, um, but so that the lottery. Holy smokes! Uh, I I've never actually read that, but I've heard. Of it's a it's a quick read. 1948. I and guess. you should you yeah. should check it out because it kind of just throws the whole. I know any any kind of uh, conformity for conformity's sake or for safety's sake, it, right. under the bus in the best possible way, and kind of That's like awesome. we we uh, when we stop and go, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is who we are. We do this. This is insane. You know, you know what's interesting is I uh, I noticed that it was written it was in the New Yorker. So when you say it's short, I don't believe you. And then uh, second of all, it was written in 1948 and published. Wow. Which is right after World War II. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting as well. Yes. About conformity and about uh, sort of complicity, uh, like societal complicity. Uh-huh. So yeah. that is it. That's fascinating. The Lottery by Shirley Jackson, yeah. you guys. And Shirley Our- Jackson also wrote uh, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. She wrote a lot of great horror. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's great. That is fascinating. Uh, what about um, Ray Bradbury? Uh oh, that's oh, your something. classic yeah, yeah. novel. My classic novel, um, something wicked this way comes. I have a first edition copy of it of the book. Um, okay, and because because you like it that much. Well, yeah, I, I, it's one of those books I really I really love because it's it's kind of about uh it. I remember seeing the movie that was done by Disney, ironically, weird uh, when I was a weird. kid. You know, yeah. probably one of the scariest things I've ever done. Um, and it's 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 a little bit more of kind of a fantasy novel, but I love the idea of an old timey circus going from small town to small town, kind of harvesting souls to take along with it. Um, and there's a guy named Mr. Dark who his arms are covered in tattoos and he has the top hat. And um, oh, wow, I've seen yeah. that trope. Yeah, it's been ripped off. Yes. Holy and, smokes. And he basically is this this literally a circus ringleader. And people who okay. go to this circus, they are they go through like you know the hall of mirrors and they're promised things. And um, of course, as soon as they're like, yes, it goes badly for them. You know, again, <laughs> morality, morality play in a sense, but also these are uh, often lonely, scared people. And you know, much like the that movie I talked about, the vigil, and uh, you know, um, other other things. It, it, it's kind of like when the evil forces play on our insecurities is how right. they get us. When when you when you give in to your sadness, when you give in to despair. Um, 
And so the, the, the two main characters of the book are a little, a little boy and his dad, who is, I think, in his 50s. And this is always very funny to me, uh, this part. Uh, now that I have a two-year-old and I'm forty, <laughs> I'm forty-eight, and okay. there's a there's a, a line in the book where the where the the dad laments. He's like, didn't have a child until he was forty. Like he yes. says, the line in the book is like he says it. It's like he had a kid at eighty. You know, like just right. what right, am right. I doing? And he feels guilty because he can't really keep up with his adolescent son as well as the other dads. And sure. you know he and he he feels like I've failed you. Where the son is like. You know when they they have this great moment near the end where they're they they one one way they kind of win is the son is like I never knew any of that and I didn't yeah. care you know yeah it's just yeah. I love you dad and yeah. so it's 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 that thing of of uh, of of they, going back to your twenty four hour news cycle quite honestly yeah right once you value yourself and you value your mind and you value your emotional state enough. To stop watching all that clickbait bullshit all the time, which is just mm-hmm. for profit. Make no mistake. Nope. I have. It's just trying to keep you scared. I have That's my. That's all it's about. Yes, I have my news sources that I read. By the way, I, you know, I only read. Yeah, in the yeah. morning, and then I leave it alone. So it's like, yep. I'm not great. I still look at social media all the time. I still look at the news I see all the clips. time. But I get, I, I get yeah. clips, plenty of clips. Even so, even I stopped listening to, uh, you know, uh, leaving like talk radio on all day, which I used to do. I don't. Oh my God. Not anymore. Yeah, no, no, not anymore. no, no. So, Cause it's just rehashing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, a broad, uh, uh, analogy, but like Mr. Dark and his, his acolytes will prey upon people who, uh, remember when they were prettier or remember, um, when they were, uh, more desired, uh, for their mind or whatever. Remember yeah. when they felt like they were still in the game and, right, right. You know, so it's like you know, not to be like we we all have a devil and a god inside us or an angel, la la la. But it's like there is that thing in you that tells you, yeah. you know. What about this? Is do they? Because what you said earlier, um, do they ever do that thing where they're like, "Well, you want to help people. All you have to do is cheat these five people, and then you could help no. hundreds of people." Like, okay. like, like. Well, there's that in um, uh, kind of like needful things. That Stephen King oh, book, you know. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a guy who who has a gift shop, and he once you see this gift, like it's something like if you found it, it'd be like for you, I'd say it'd be like that uh, that that comic book you always wanted but couldn't find. Right, and right. There, he's like, you can have this, but all you have to do is like uh, set so and so's barn on fire. It's like, and he starts playing the town against each other, kind of thing. So okay, there, that's that that would be more that version. With this one, it's more. Um, it's it's preying on their insecurities. Preying on their insecurities and and, it's tr- not, and giving it's what not they, promising them. No, well, it's it's like I'll make you beautiful again, uh, or okay. you know you'll have these experiences. But then they basically become enslaved to to the circus and right. And it's also got like a uh, some fun little um, you know Bradbury's always got these little uh, tools and things like the merry-go-round. If you go yeah. on it, it goes backwards. It makes you younger, and oh. so. This he has like a uh, Mr. Dark has like a right hand man who gets on it and makes it so it makes him like age of five. And then he goes into town to try to talk to kids to go like, you guys hear about the circus? And so oh, it's like, God. whoa, how cool. You had a neat little yeah. little twist. Yeah, yeah. that's uh that's some marketing genius right there. Yeah, it's uh, the, <laughs> the, the one that I was thinking about was that um, because some guy was telling me he was like it literally he was saying, I would love to help. So many people. Yeah. And sometimes my brain tells me, well, if you sell this, yeah, you know, if if you, if you pitch this and sort of, you know, get this, you will make millions of dollars that then you can help other people. But all you have to do is cheat these hundred people. And then, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, and then you can help thousands of people and then you'll also be rich. Right. And you don't want to really, you want to be rich because you want to be rich, but you also want to be rich because you want to help people. So how right. you could do that is if you were a creep and all you have to do is be a creep for like, I don't know, a couple of years. And then just think you'll turn around, you'll be Carnegie, you'll open libraries, <laughs> you'll, you know, you won't be Meyer Lansky. You won't start Vegas. Sure. You'll do, you'll do good with it. 
Yeah, yeah, so that that'd be a really actually a pretty good Stephen King novel. That's a great idea. <laughs> I, I really I really love that. I really love that idea of like uh, uh, almost a uh, a Bond villain uh, philanthropist. You know, like um, um, Ozymandias in Watchmen, whose whole plan is to kill half the pers- uh, the population to save, so we don't use all the resources. Or you know. Um, um, Thanos. Thanos, exactly. Same thing. As you as you snap. As I snap. What's his, what's his name? <laughs> It'd be funny if I kept snapping and couldn't remember. And you're like, it's Thanos. Thanos. It's still Thanos. Remember Thanos. <laughs> Stop snapping. And, yeah. And somebody said about that, he was like, why didn't Thanos snap his fingers and double the amount of resources we have? Oh my god. I feel like I feel like someone just said the 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 um we did a the thing about it on uh, a show I was on once about why didn't uh, uh, Gandalf just ride that damn hawk to the volcano and drop the damn ring in. Why'd they have oh, to walk? Except, you know? except for that has been addressed in canon. If you uh, ride the eagles to to Mount, if you uh, if you ride the eagles to Mount Doom, yeah, uh, the eagles get hungry and they eat the hobbits. Anyway, oh, so, okay, uh, thank you. That, there, well, that's there's good. some, but yeah. the Thanos one unaddressed. So that, <laughs> unaddressed. that stands. Unaddressed. Yes. And I think I called it, you guys, Wakanda forever. I think I saw Michael B. Jordan in the trailer. And when, when, uh, in the first black Panther, when, when he said, throw me into the ocean, I was like, you throw a body into the ocean, no more body. You throw a body into the ocean, Namor finds that body and resurrects that body. Oh. I don't think, and Namor is in it and Michael B. Jordan is in it. Oh my so, God. Oh my so God. I don't know so, if someone heard me or if that's oh. the obvious joke. You know how like you write the joke and it's yeah, but, the joke that everybody writes. But <laughs> so that's I can't tell. That's genius. I never thought of that. I, I, well, I didn't see Michael B. Jordan in the trailer. I, I I've only seen it once, but uh, maybe it's a different trailer you I saw. Think th- I think but, that was Michael B. Jordan. But, but but I I that'd be it. That'd be incredible. That uh, right. if oh wow wow yeah, and uh, here's okay so. Uh, uh, I, while I Google the words Wakanda Forever and Michael B. Jordan, sure. uh, tell people, Matt Bronger, yes. uh, the name of your new show. Uh, it's called Doug. It's a special about um, my life having a kid, uh, the pandemic, driving 3,300 miles across the country with a six-week-old and my wife, meeting every kind of person during an election year, driving an electric car with California plates. Always a good idea throughout the South and um, <laughs> culminating in a, a very fun lighthearted story of meeting a, a, a very uh, annoying uh, rich guy on vacation with my wife. And that's, yes. I named a special after him. And it was, I kind of named it that because, you know, his name wasn't Chad. His name wasn't, uh, right. uh, you know, Zach. His name was Doug and well, every other Doug. It wasn't Doug Brandon. I, no, yeah. no. It, yes. Every yeah. other Doug I've met has been super laid back and cool and they smoke weed. And yep. um, uh, Doug did not. You know, it was one of those yep. things. Uh, it it struck me as uh, quite ironic that he had that name. So right, because it's a normal name. Doug should have been a good guy. Yeah, there's a yeah, yeah. There's a, it's very funny. Chad Daniels' mom's name is Karen. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm so screwed. My name is Chad. My mother's name is Karen. Oh, I and, love uh, it. So I love it. Uh, <clears throat> so okay, so we have I think one more. The novella okay. by Richard Matheson. Yes, I am Legend, which I I did as a as kind of a special m- mention. It's a little bit of a cop out because it's not really a novel. It's not really a, a short story, but I, I I love it because I don't really think they've ever done it right in film, and they've made like three or four versions of it. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think there's at least yeah, two that I know of. Because I I think the 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 very the the Vincent Price one kind of came the closest. Um, but wait, when was it written? Uh, is oh, it old? Let me see. Uh, so, yeah, he Richard Matheson is is quite a, is a is a legend of of horror because he wrote um, fifty four. Yeah, fifty four. Wow. So he okay. He also he also wrote Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, the Twilight Zone episode where he, the guy sees his thing on the wing. Oh, um, oh my god! He's, All right, he's written. He's kind of this this master of the short form. Uh, very imaginative, very kind of Ray Bradbury, very Shirley Jackson-esque, um, maybe with a, a little bit more uh, uh, whimsy. But I Am Legend I love because, you know, not to give the, the, the ending away, but the ending um, 
The ending is the title. And okay. so he's basically a guy who in, in every kind of movie, like the let's say the Will Smith version, he's in yep. New York. He's the only guy. And he goes out and he kill he scavenges and he kills um these kind of mutantish vampire zombie, you can't tell what they are things. Okay. Uh you know, it, during the day and at night, he locks the door tight when they when they come out. And, you know, with the Charlton Heston version, it's almost like he's fighting these kind of communist lefty zombies that are wearing hoods all the time. And it's very strange. And, OK, you know, he he watches the Woodstock documentary uh, by himself to, you know, because he wants to he, he, the togetherness, See. almost like the togetherness thing failed. You know, but he wished okay. it hadn't had. It's really odd. But the book is just about a guy in his neighborhood who all of the vampires know him. And at night, they come on his lawn and they call him by his name and they're like, dude, come out. It's a great life. And yeah. the women are like taking their clothes off and they're like, don't you want to be with us? And the big, I remember reading the book and going, I think I was probably in college. And yeah. I was far from home. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I remember yeah. just reading, oh, my God, he's just lonely. He's so yeah. lonely. And he goes right. out and he kills them because he doesn't know what else to do. But there's right, nobody right. else. He, does, he doesn't want to give up. No. but He doesn't want to kill himself, essentially. Right. But he's getting there. And, it, and he's just like, and it's that oh. thing that makes you realize, oh, the biggest thing would, would in the moment be, oh, no, don't bite my neck. But yeah. the the second to second is like I I just want someone to talk to. I just yeah. wish I had, if anyone would just come in this room and I could talk to them, you know. And right. it sounds so boring when I say that, but people don't think about how damaging loneliness is. Yeah, and yeah. He he meets a woman, and uh, you know I'll let people read it because a, hu- a human woman. Uh, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, or is she? So it's, or is she? Okay. Yeah. And so it there is, is that. It's just, it's just the, the thing I liked about it, it was one of those things I read it and I was like, this is like an amazing play. You yeah. know, you could put yeah, this play on act. with like 10 people, maybe playing did different you, characters, but yeah. Did you ever, I've never seen it. My brother told me about it. It was his least favorite book that, uh, movie that haunts him. And, uh, but it's also <laughs> from love, the 70s. I, I love that setup. I just, <laughs> right. It's, it's so called, specific. A boy and his dog. Yes. Oh God, uh, Don Johnson, right? That's I think so. I yes. think so. Yes. And 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 I said, didn't you love? I said it to him recently. I said, wasn't that a? You told me about that movie. That was you loved that movie. And he goes, I did not love that movie. That no. movie haunts me. And it's uh, it's a post apocalyptic thing where it's Don Johnson and his dog. And if I remember correctly, Miami Vice Don Johnson before it this came out yeah. in seven, 1975. So he's probably like a. It, older teenager, he like spends his days raping women. Like, Oh my God. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, he's, he's just walking across the post-apocalyptic desert and his dog is like telepathic or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. I've, I've only read about it. I, I, I'm not that person. That's like, that sounds crazy. I'll watch it. Cause I'll get yeah, a half no, an no. hour in and be like, nah, nah. But, yeah. It's just, <laughs> there's, I get it. I don't need to be there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that, that he, what Russ told me about that movie, and I'm willing to spoil this movie, okay. is that he said that his dog could smell if there was a woman. And it was a poke because Ooh. there were women who were, um, would pretend to be men or there weren't oh. a lot of women left. And so I guess, and, um, and I was like, and he falls in love with this woman, or does he? Okay. And I and spoiler alert, feel free to hit skip. Uh, the dog eats the woman. Okay. And uh, okay. yeah, and well, so they kill her and eat her. It's it's so, it's by I re- I just saw that the book is by the original book. It was a book. Uh, it's by Harlan Ellison, who's a one of the darkest horror writers <laughs> of all time. I, have a really hard time with Harlan Ellison. I mean, I only uh, only just because he slapped Connie Willis's ass at a con, uh, and uh, uh, like in like twenty years ago, right? So the dude, who knows? Maybe he's all awakened and uh, yeah. he has arrived. Yeah, but probably not. I I and, don't know him, but I thought it was a great idea. But you know the 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 story. Uh, he's I, written some great I, stuff. I, I have yes. no mouth yet. I must scream. Is one of the scariest. Well, and. 
slash most fucked up short stories of all time. It's great, but it's also like, yeesh. Now I feel yeah. now I feel awful for the future and for you know it. Yeah, not not cheerful. Not no. I've tried to read. No, I've tried to read Philip K. Dick. By the way, oh yeah, and I'll watch a Philip K. Dick movie, especially if it's mm-hmm. been put through a rock tumbler of Hollywood, where you know Ben Affleck is in it. Sure, yeah. I'm in. You yeah, want yeah. me to watch Paycheck? I'm on board. Sure. Anyway, so Paycheck, by the way, is not a great movie. No. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, but uh, the so, yeah, Harlan Ellison, Connie Willis writes kind of a scary sci fi kind of books where uh, the Doomsday, up. the Doomsday Project, I think is what it was called. Oh, and it's sci fi yes. or Doomsday fantasy. Book. Yeah. Book, Doomsday book. And it's essentially uh, in the future, they cr- invent um, time travel. And so, uh, but it's only for use by PhD students, as far as I can remember. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> which great. made me laugh. And then, uh, but what, so one of the PhD students wants to go back and study right before the Black Death, right before the plague. Oh, okay. Turns out they set the dial a little off. Oh, no. So, she, oh, no. Guess what happens? So, uh, but it's actually very, very interesting. And she writes some other lighter set in that same universe. So, okay. But they're always super, like, you could talk to dogs and stuff. It's very interesting. Wow. Um, I'll check but her I like, out. I, I like Connie Willis a fair amount. N.K. Jemison, I don't, I don't, I, the Broken Earth trilogy is, it's that old timey mix mm. of sci fi and fantasy. Right. So it's more sci-fi than fantasy, but it's a little bit fantasy. Yeah. And that's what they all used to be in the 50s and 60s. It was yeah. it was like yeah. there was telepathy and there was uh yep. earthquakes, yep. but there was also science. Yes. And so the NK Jemison's Broken Earth trilogy, NK Jemison by the way won the Hugo 3 years in a row. Whoa. Uh, for th- for each of those books. Oh, wild. That's crazy. And fun fact, she's Kamau's cousin. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Weird, right? That is weird. And, uh, so the I would highly recommend that book series. They're, I believe they're going to make a TV series out of it. Okay. And um, and if it's done right, and uh, as we know, TV series can sometimes be done better than sure. the movies. Well, there's, yeah. there's I would, uh, to throw a recommendation to, to you, yeah, there's please. a series. It's on Shudder, but Shudder is uh, partnered with AMC. You can watch it on AMC. It's called Queer for Fear. And it's uh, okay. produced by Brian Fuller, and it's basically a uh, uh, you know modern and and uh, classic horror. It's seen through um, uh, a queer perspective, uh, gay, bi, trans, um, all the yeah, non-binary. And um, one big thing that I I loved about it is I learned you know so I knew Frankenstein, but I didn't know a lot about Mary Shelley and how right. in the 1700s she was like a feminist firebrand, and that. Um, she basically, as one of the commentators said, just uh, created horror and sci-fi in one novel, whatever, you know. Right. And, and I, yes, um, I think she was uh, eight, wasn't she 1800s, not 1700s? Oh, 1800s, uh, excuse me, excuse me, yeah, yeah 1800s. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, just because I do know a ranger of the dork forest is right yeah. now going, um, actually. Of course, of course. Uh, of course. And by of the course. way, of course. it's me. Nice. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the yeah, what else? Yeah, what else uh, would you watch TV wise? Are there series that you like before, mm. besides Queer for Fear? Uh, I'm uh, you know along the same lines. Uh, Shuddered in another one called 101 Scariest Moments. Uh, in, okay, and it's and it's fun to watch because it's like you get to see people pick like oh something random or something. Like, oh, we all know you know Nicholson's right. face through the door and Shining or whatever, but then there'll be a one you haven't. I've like I'm like I don't even know what that movie is, kind of thing. Did you so. w- did you watch the Marvel Werewolf? I Black just I just finished it last night. Very fun. Very yeah, fun. it was very fun. Yeah. And not and and uh, and we can only hope that uh, Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, that I like that casting. I, I didn't mind that casting. At no, all. And at Man all. Thing. Yeah. I woke up the next day wondering if Thanos, if Man Thing could kill Thanos, if Thanos had any kind of fear ever. Right. I don't think he did. I don't think he was ever afraid. No. So. Yeah. He's kind of. Uh, uh, I, I I remember him from the comic books being a little more imbalanced. You know, because he oh, was yeah. the, oh, mad, the mad Titan. Titan. But yeah, uh, he's. You if know. you ever get a chance to read his origin story, they just wrote. It was. It just got written like three oh, really? years ago. Okay. Cool. And it is spooky. I mean, it's not spooky, but it's like 
his imaginary friend is death when he's a kid. Great. So it's, I think that's, I think that's what she is, but I don't know. She might actually be death. Yeah. But whatever it is, Sandman, the TV series Sandman was actually uh, pretty creepy. Oh, was? Okay, cool. I thought, yeah. yeah. That's on my list. That's on my list. It's an amazing uh, 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 book. For sure. Yeah. Amazing graphic yeah. novel series. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm well, trying to think of what else, but yeah, I'll just I'll just throw those in because it's fall time. And yeah. uh, you know. Do it. Yeah. I love it. Matt Brunger, this has been a delight, quite this honestly. This has been you awesome, were, Jackie. I love talking This is talking what we call it's so great. This is what we call in the Dork Forest is plug and play. Hooray. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> everybody should find Matt Brunger doing stand up comedy, which uh. is probably is it Brunger.com? It's Matt. That's MattBronger.com. Yeah. There you go. That's got to have tour dates on it. He's on the road uh, as much as I am, I think, even though you do have a bit. Well, I think you're you're more than I am now. I scaled back a little bit to take uh, the the weekend weight off my wife some. Yeah. Because uh, she's yeah, yeah, Rose, is, Rose is only two and she's very fast and she's very strong. So she's got a good juke. Got a good she's juke. Got a good juke. Awesome. She's, yes. Very, so very everybody- juggernaut-ish. That Excellent. Kid, so, oh my God, unstoppable. Where somebody find Doug, find Doug, listen to it, watch it on the on the on the moving pictures, and follow Matt Bronger at Bronger on all the things. Uh, thank you so much for doing the show, Matt. Oh, thank thank you for having me, Jackie. It was super blast. Appreciate it. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?